This is the Chicago Golf Report podcast, hosted by Walter Liss. Today's guest is Mason Jones, Vice President of Marketing at True Golf. Hey Mason, a good place to start would be, could you give a little bit about uh, True Golf, everything that True Golf offers, and then specifically uh, your role within the company? Definitely. Thanks for having us here today. So True Golf is a golf technology company that uh, has been around since in some form or fashion 1982. True Golf started as Access Software and they were the developers of the Lynx PC game. Um, so through the 80s and 90s, primarily our focus was video game golf. Um, in the 90s, Access Software was acquired by Microsoft and out of that True Golf was born. So True Golf has a more focus, uh, is more focused on golf simulation, the actual hitting the golf ball with the high speed cameras or infrared lasers, and then importing that data to that proprietary 3D golf simulation engine that was built since 1982. So, since about 1999, True Golf's main focus has been um, creating golf technology that accurately measures club and ball data to input into that physics engine. And then obviously from there, we kind of uh, move to this future of connected launch monitors and, and porting that simulation engine down to work on iPhones. And so we've gone from being kind of a video game company to an indoor golf company to a connected golf technology company. So whether it's indoors, outdoors, um, golf simulators, launch monitors on the range, kind of these entertainment ranges, um, where folks go to play and you know they have all the games similar to a top golf. Uh, that's where True Golf is now. So I've been here for about 10 years and I handled the marketing and, and working with our team to craft and create solutions to help drive the game of golf forward. So let's start maybe with the software. So you offer E6 Connect software. Is that a True Golf product or is that somewhere else? Yes. So True Golf originally was a software house. And so we have been reselling this simulation software to other hardware partners since 1999. So we've been partnered with folks like uh, FlightScope, the radar launch monitors, Full Swing Indoor Golf. We work with TrackMan. So primarily it was a B2B uh, business solution for us. And then over time, we've introduced our own hardware solutions to the market. So one thing that I guess... Uh, knowing, put a little context into it, knowing that you were, uh, the company was involved with the Lynx video game all the way back in the day, and certainly a completely different world than what we have now in terms of technology, but the software, if you see the E6 Connect and the, and the courses are remarkable in terms of the detail, uh, are you, I don't know if you're aware of how that gets created, I mean, is there, I know like there's a, a software called Unreal Engine that they use to create a lot of effects, is, is it similar to that where you use this rendering software to create something like that? Similar. So E6 Connect has always been actually a proprietary gaming engine that we built in-house. And so the way we capture courses is we use LiDAR data to scan accurate within millimeters. So we actually go and we laser the entire course. We take, you know, 8K photos from above to make sure that we're getting trees and everything with that geospatial data right in the right place, make sure the course is oriented. So when the sun sets and moves in our game, it's it's reacting accurately. So uh, these are pretty intensive recreations that we do. It's not similar to the course. It is verifying using actual satellite and LIDAR data to be exactly like it is in real life. So part of that is we've always found that um, 
golf is so nuanced and so special. So we've always paid people to make sure uh, the ball reacts just how it would in real life. The ball rolls like it would in real life. You know, we're, we've got people in our warehouse that are, have all kinds of speeds of turf that we're rolling putts to make sure the stimp in E6 Connect is matching the stimp in real life, right? So we're validating um, our software performance in physics with now all of these great pieces of outdoor technology we have. So it used to be a lot, you know, we used to take helicopters and fly and like literally hang out the side of helicopters and take photos. And um, so there are a lot more tools now to do this. So it's made it a little less burdensome. but at the same time, it's still very intensive to get it 100% accurate. I think that's remarkable to consider the detail that you take to produce this, this reenactment, like you said, it's it's literally the same thing. It's not something that you're um, kind of creating from outside data. Um, in I guess that, uh, what percentage of the effort that goes into creating that software, I would have, have to imagine a massive amount is to recreate these courses that you, like you said, there's other tools, but to me, that seems like a, a Herculean effort to be able to go and replicate a course into the digital realm. Yeah, for us, kind of our internal motto is if it's not real, it's not done. Um, and so our team, we have artists that go and they recreate the structures. So, I mean, everything we do, we make sure that we go get location-specific flora um, to make sure the plants and the flowers are what they're supposed to be. Um, our library of trees is kind of based location specific. So everything, you know, we have this culmination of work that we've done. So it's certainly gotten simpler just from the fact we've been doing it forever that our library continues to grow. But at the core of how we've always focused is that if the on-screen experience isn't great, this isn't going to be an avenue where golf is really going to grow. Because for us, the most important demographic and consumer leading up to this point has always been making sure that the people, when you play Pebble Beach in E6, it has to feel the same as it does when you play Pebble Beach in real life. And so for us, that great compliment is when we get someone that, you know, sends us a message and says, hey, by the way, I was just at XYZ course and oh my gosh, I drive it in the bunker on the sim all the time. I'm in that same bunker. I'm facing the same lip. Or when I was teeing off on this hole, I couldn't believe the depth and how much you captured of each individual course. It really felt like I was there. And when I go there in person, here I am. So it's a huge amount of work. It's not easy what we do. It's our internal motto is that great software is hard or good software is hard, great software is excruciating. And so we, it truly is a labor of love for us though. We love golf and we have to get it right. And the only way for this to be great is to put that much effort into it. So then let's segue into the launch monitor component of it. Can you talk a little bit about what TrueGolf offers within launch monitor? Absolutely. So um, initially TrueGolf started with an integrated sensor system. So this was an infrared system based in the mat. And then for about eight to 10 years, we've been working on stereoscopic imaging with a photometric launch monitor based on the ceiling. So TrueGolf has moved primarily into camera-based launch monitors. Our newest launch monitor, Apogee, accurately measures club and ball data, and we don't require special balls or marked clubs. So this self-contained sensor mounts to the ceiling. It works for left and right-handed golfers. It captures club and ball data. And for us, 
golf technology for about 10 years has been really, really good. And we're kind of seeing Moore's law happen in real time where it used to be like $100,000 to get these accurate systems. And we're seeing that just absolutely come undone really quickly. So Apogee is available for $11,500. And basically, I mean, for us, the only way launch monitors are going to take off is if they take that next step from the accurate technology, accurate technology that's affordable to accurate technology that's affordable, that's loaded with those user experience features. So anyone who's seven or 70 could use them. And so that's really what our focus was with Apogee. Obviously, it's not going to sell if it's not accurate. So that was, you know, one. And then obviously, it's not going to sell if it's difficult to use. So that was really one A. So we have, you know, a laser guided ball placement system that shows people exactly where to put the ball. We have voice control features. So you can say, hey, Apogee, Mulligan, or hey, Apogee, next hole. Um, and then we've also filled it with those kind of next gen features like a slow motion replay of the club and ball impact after each shot. So historically, most launch monitors have always shown a 3D recreation. We're actually showing a slowed down impact view of how your club and ball interacted after every swing. So you can validate what you saw on screen in the software with, you know, what the data, what data was captured by the launch monitor. So we bringing all this technology together, like you said, there's been this shift now where the, even the, the prices dramatically dropped down. What is the target market for True Golf? Is it mostly commercial? Are you seeing more people putting these in, uh, like bringing a simulator into their homes? Or what, where are we at right now? Yeah, I mean, I think it's both for us. The core guiding principle is that golf is for everyone. And so what we're seeing is that participation is exploding. Um, golf is healthier now than it's ever been, but the real opportunity is what they call off-course golf, right? So for us, Apogee was designed to accommodate and help golf courses, non-traditional golf businesses install these units and create an ecosystem and an economy around off-course golf. We sell a lot of these to home users, but for us, there are now more people playing the game of golf, more people than have ever been interested in the game of golf. And we're still closing golf courses. We're still not opening golf courses. And, you know, it's a huge undertaking to build a golf course. And we're just not seeing that that's ever going to happen the way that it used to. So with this latent demand of golf that's built up, where are these people going to go? And so some of them are going to play in their home. Uh, some of them are going to go to these non-traditional off-course golf venues. Um, we also distribute E6 Connect software to these um, more affordable, like in the $500 range. So, you know, we really accommodate with our technology from software to hardware, the entire gamut of businesses that are trying to help facilitate more people golfing to the guy that's just really working on a swing in his garage in the winter. One of the things that we've noticed, at least in the Chicagoland area, is this popularity of of off-course golf, like you've talked about. There are, we went from probably about 10 facilities, maybe three or four years ago, where you could find a simulator in the Chicagoland area to where there's over 50 now, at least on our list. I'm sure there's a lot more. Uh, what do you attribute that popularity to? Why, why the growth and all these people investing in building these businesses? Yeah, I think for us, kind of what we've always imagined to be the case was that Everyone likes golf, whether or not they know it yet. I mean, the game itself is ancient and has endured to today. 
And the problem has always been availability, affordability, and approachability. So we've tried to use technology to really overcome these hurdles. You and I who love golf that go golfing when we can, sometimes golf is just not available, right? The Chicagoland area in the winter, Salt Lake City in the winter, and the game is not available. So obviously, as soon as the experience became totally real, the technology became great, these become viable solutions to accommodate that golf itch that we call it, right? So one, I think before simulators have typically been good, and then in the last 10 years, they've gotten great and they've gotten great at an affordable price. And so now the technology is good. So if you love golf, this fits that. Number two, the approachability of it is that I think golf is having a cultural moment. I mean, it's hard to say that it's not, right? So the big golf funnel at the very end is the PGA Tour, but there are now social media groups that are getting really big into golf. And I think you've seen that these equipment sponsorships are, are targeting influencers. So that younger generation, I think the industry of golf is finally understanding um, these new consumer pipelines. So there's more interest in golf. And we now with these golf simulator facilities, it's a little less intimidating to go there and learn to swing than it is on course, right? Like my nightmare would be to take someone to learn to play the game of golf at a nice golf course. There's kind of a code of conduct that you may not be familiar with. So you're, you can play the game, but you kind of remove a lot of that reticence that people have initially in these facilities. Um, and it's a little bit more affordable to go play that and spray balls everywhere and you're getting more swings and, and yeah. So then kind of the final is approachability, availability. And uh, you know I think this non-traditional content like Top Golf is also kind of making it more approachable. And um, obviously the game, as soon as you hit a ball and it flies through the air, there's a certain joy that it's hard to describe to someone that hasn't done it. But I think Top Golf makes it a little bit more approachable because all of a sudden you kind of changed what you don't need that focus, right? So it's just more about the swing and the game. And it's a really good pipeline for that funnel that people go you know, golf is interesting to me, but maybe not seven hours waiting on tee boxes all day and I'm not very good at it. So I think incorporating some of those more approachable aspects of it um, into simulator golf, because it used to just be like true, hey, you're gonna play 18 holes, it's stroke play. Now we have all sorts of content, right? In E6 Connect, we have all these mini games and we have these driving range games and, and we have content geared towards younger golfers to sort of uh, facilitate that lesser attention span for the game. So I think for us, that's a long-winded way of saying we've made the game more available and it's more available because the technology accurately recreates the game. We've made the game more approachable because we've imbued some of this non-traditional successful golf experience like Top Golf into the experience. And then three, affordability. Now people don't have to charge an arm and a leg to pay off their simulators that, you know, each cost 75 grand to do. You can get great technology for, you know, a seventh of that price now. And so you can make it be 20 to 30 to $40 to come use these bays. That's wonderful. That's the best explanation I've ever received to that, that question. So thanks. Um, yeah. One of the things you brought up there, which is such a great point is the, approachability of playing on a simulator versus a course because it is there is so always that reticence because there is this code of conduct 
And I, you know, I know like people, if you're new going out, they, a lot of times it was, oh, play later in the day, like five o'clock and there's nobody out on the course where with the simulator, you don't have to worry about that, right? The, all of that can be just stripped away and you can play for fun and there's no pressure. That really is a, a great selling point. Yeah. I mean, I think golf inherently is intimidating just because the game itself is pretty difficult. It's not really intuitive from the outside. It seems like it, but the minute you set up to a ball, the minute you've got a proper grip, I mean, I can still remember the first few times I played golf when I was really young and I remember holding everything and I'm just like, how do you hit the ball from this position? Like this makes no sense. Right. So I think ultimately if you can get over that burden of intimidation in a, in a less threatening environment, not that it's threatening, but I think there's a perceived sense of intimidation that really isn't there. Um, but if you can get people comfortable in the game before they get out on the course, I mean, I just think how sticky the game is will eventually work itself out. People are going to fall in love with it. They have since, you know, feudal Scotland, right? <laughs> like. <laughs> I don't need to sell you on that people like it. It's just how do I get you to the point where you're enjoying it earlier and with fewer bad experiences? So we've talked about software. We've talked about the launch monitors. Can you give a brief overview of everything that goes into a golf simulator? Yeah, absolutely. So for us, typically, when we're working with a client, we do the structure, which is the steel frame, the fabric that kind of blocks the light to make sure you have a great projection image. Uh, we have a projector that we mount to the ceiling and to the frame, and then we have the launch monitor, and then obviously the turf you're hitting off the ground to. So um, with our newest launch monitor, Apogee, one of the big things we knew was really important was iOS compatibility. So it will it's compatible both with a PC and via iOS, so you can use your iPad to play it. That's one of the big explosions and growth we've actually seen is now everyone kind of has a personal computer capable of gaming. E6 Connect was the first 3D simulation engine that was both cross-platform for PC and iOS. So you can play it if you have a big beefy gaming PC that runs 60 frames per second and you've got your intensive graphics card, you're going to have this great experience. But we brought the real world ball turf interaction that makes it fun to play, not a video game that makes it a true simulation available on the iPhone. Obviously, the graphics are going to be lesser than the PC, but a lot of people can afford these $500 launch monitors and then play E6 on their phone in their garage. So you don't need that big structure we just talked about with the frame, the skin, the projector, everything. But that is typically when we sell a product to a consumer, what they're purchasing. So then let's finish up with a, uh, I guess, look into the future. Obviously, all this growth has taken place. The market's changed dramatically. True Golf has been around forever. You're probably well positioned to kind of have an idea of where do you see the future is? Do you see a point in the near future where all of us are going to have launch monitors in our home and simulators? Or do you see there's going to take time for that? What, where, where are you looking? You know, I think, again, it's getting back to that Moore's law is that the technology that used to be really expensive is getting better and better over the next, you know, five years. I think you're going to have great launch monitors. I think you're going to have that technology available for every golfer, right? Right now, we have good launch monitors that are less than the cost of a driver, right? So I think you're already starting to see this trend of younger 
players on tour winning because they grew up playing with technology. I mean, technology is such an advantage into advancing and enhancing your game that pretty soon I don't think you're going to see any real serious golfer that's not using it. And so I think that's going to it's going to drive the demand in the market for more affordable personal launch monitors. And for us, we've already equipped our software to run on computers, to run on Android devices, and to run on iPhones. So for us, we just see the actual virtual golf world um, at the very beginning of what it's going to be, because pretty soon, no one who plays the game seriously will not have a launch monitor. And I, I mean, I think that's four years away, really. Um, and we're just making sure that we have a platform that's available for everyone. So core to our strategy is still to this day, we go out with every Garmin device that's sold. We're out on every FlightScope Mevo Plus that's sold. Our software is bundled. And we just announced that we're going to be sold with the new Rapsodo launch monitor. So these are devices anywhere from $2,000 down to 500. And you know we've opened our software platform for people to use it. And so for us, that's really where we see this market going is personal gaming, mobile gaming, PC gaming, that's an industry that's exploding. Golf itself is an industry that's exploding. So we think this is a really exciting nexus point where video game culture, sports culture, and virtual reality, or you know, hashtag metaverse, whatever you want to call it, is about to just go absolutely supersonic. <laughs>